Praise God, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Thank God that throughout the world, the Spirit of God is moving, and that in a mighty way. I'm reminded about that chorus that we used to sing, and it goes way back, way back. All over the world, the Spirit is moving. Right here in this place, the Spirit of God is moving. Right here in my heart, the Spirit of God is moving. And thank God that you and I can share in that which the Spirit of God is doing in our day and our age. Our last video dealt with the initial evidence of receiving the baptism into the Spirit. We want to conclude that with giving you two more scriptures that also deals with the baptism into the Spirit. However, the scriptures do not really emphasize the speaking in tongues as an evidence. But however, we can come to a conclusion concerning the experiences that were had there when the Spirit was poured out upon those people. Let's turn to Acts chapter 8. Amen. And we read from verse 5. Acts chapter 8 verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip, Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used for sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him that regard, because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed for the preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of money may be purchased, the gift of God may be purchased with money. There is neither part nor lot in this matter, for the heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of, the, of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of witness and in the bond of iniquity. Amen. Philip was one of the seven deacons 
chosen in Acts chapter 6. No doubt he had grown in the Lord and he had the ministry of an evangelist. He heeded the word of God and notice he went to Samaria. He began a, an evangelistic campaign and there were great signs and wonders confirming the preached word. But although there were great signs confirming the preached word, though the people received the word, though they heeded the word of God and submitted to water baptism, as yet they had not received the baptism into the Spirit of God. The church at Jerusalem, that is the leadership of the church, the apostolic man, year of this, and immediately they have a concern for those Samaritan converts. They appreciated the fact that they had received the word, that they were baptized in water, they had identified themselves with Christ. But the apostles had a great concern for the simple fact that though the Samaritans were now saved, they were as yet not baptized into the Spirit of God. They have a meeting and they send forth two apostles, namely Peter and John. Notice what the Word of God says. Who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Spirit of God. Now, no doubt, we do see that the apostles, Peter and John, those two men of God, they were part of the innermost circle of Jesus Christ. Peter, James and John were part of the inner circle. They went where others could not go. They went to the Mount of Transfiguration where they saw the Lord, uh, Lord's deity break forth. They went into Jairus' home and they also went beyond uh, where others could, know, could not go in the Garden of Gethsemane. So uh, these two were part of the innermost circle of the apostolic band. They are sent forth by the leadership and when they get to Samaria, they note, yes, the people were saved because they received the word and they were baptized in water. But as yet, they noted that the people had not as yet received the baptism into the Spirit. What do they do? They lay hands. And the Bible says they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, the three other scriptures that I dealt with in the earliest, earlier video said there they spoke in tongues. Yeah, hands were laid, and all it says they received the Holy Ghost. There's no mention of the fact that they received the Holy Ghost. And that is through the speaking of tongues. However, when you read further on, and you read Simon the Sorcerer's reaction, Simon saw what took place, and he wanted to have the same power that the apostles had had. And that is by the laying of hands, there was an impartation of the Spirit of God. 
the supernatural came upon the natural and they spoke supernaturally in the spirit, in the giving of tongues. Now, Simon wanted this power to impart the Spirit of God with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. If there was no reaction to the laying on of hands and that these converts just received the baptism through the laying on of hands, then there would be no desire whatsoever for Simon to endeavor to purchase, so to say, the gift that these two men were expressing. So we can come to the conclusion because there was a supernatural reaction to the laying on of hands that Simon wanted to purchase the gift of the baptism into the Spirit. So we can conclude there, no doubt, that there was a, manif a manifestation of the supernatural even as Peter and John laid hands. Now, let's go to the other scripture that has a similar, similar teaching, and that's Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. And this speaks of Saul's encounter, who later became Paul. Acts chapter 9, verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Jesus for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. And Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And, he and yea, he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou came hath sent me that thou mightest receive the sight, thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and received sight, and arose, and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was sold certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. Now, this speaks of Saul, who later became Paul. He got permission to go to Damascus to have the new found Christians placed in prison. But even as he goes on his way to Damascus, the Lord confronts him and his whole life is changed and that for the better. He's blinded by the vision he has of the Lord and he's taken to a street called Straight. Whilst Ananias, a certain disciple, was in prayer, God speaks to him and says, Go to the street called Straight and lay hands on a man that I have chosen. He goes, no doubt, he is afraid, but God deals with him and the spirit of fear soon leaves him as he sees the needs of Paul. He lays hands according to that which he had been told to do, and as he lays hands upon uh, Saul of Tarsus, the Bible says, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible does not say there, as it says in Acts chapter 8, 
that they were speaking in tongues. But what the Bible does say, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you look at verse 13 of 17, and you go to Acts chapter 2 of verse 4, the same word is used, for, used filled with the Holy Ghost. And how do we know they were filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2? They spoke with tongues. Amen. So no doubt there are two scriptures in the Acts of the Apostles that deals with the laying on of hands. There is a belief in certain circles that there is an impartation that by the laying of on of hands, people can also receive the baptism in the Spirit. Now, I'm not against this teaching. I'm not against it. But what I will say is this. With the other three scriptures that we have expounded on, the mere fact that the evidence that they had received was speaking in tongues, I would say, with the impartation of the laying on of hands, it also has to be accompanied with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. So I hope you understand that. Amen. We're not discarding what is taught through the laying on of hands. Amen. There is an impartation. People are set aside for ministry, etc. by the laying on of hands. But what I will say, what I will say, the evidence of having received the baptism into the Holy Ghost is not merely an impartation through the laying on of hands. The evidence has to be there as well through the laying on of hands. And that is speaking in other tongues. May God bless you. May God keep you. And may you realize that you are called for a purpose and that your baptism with the evidence in speaking in other tongues is to enrich your spiritual life and that to make you a witness for Jesus Christ. God bless you and have a good day. Next week, I will briefly speak on the laying of hands because it's important that we explain it fully. Then also I will deal with the distinctions, the similarities and typologies of the Old Testament Pentecost. God bless you. Amen.